That's right. We have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. We have breaking news. Just into the Fantasy Football News Desk. We've got breaking news. Jameer Gibbs is still in round four. From the FantasyFootballShow.com News Desk, here is your breaking news. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Show, ladies and gentlemen, and we've got big, big breaking news. Jameer Gibbs, he still has round four ADP. This news is shocking. We're unsure how it all unfolded, how it came about, but this man who has top 10, 15 overall upside, to be quite frank with you, somehow, some way, this man is still in round four. I just wanted to come in, break the news. Round four, win your league. Jameer Gibbs, unbelievable. Get into your round four, win a league. Round four, win a league. You're in round four, Jameer Gibbs, win a league. Unbelievable. I couldn't have seen this news coming today. Got him right now in a draft that I'm in this very second right here. This draft that I'm in currently right now in Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. The puppy drafts have been added. Look at this right here, puppy. You click on it, use the the code I'm about to drop in the in the in the live stream in the live chat, and it's seventy five thousand the first place, five dollar entries, active draft. Get into my puppy draft, two picks away. I've drafted a monster team, and I'm gonna walk you through my draft, which I'm currently about on the clock. The fantasy football show file on in. It begins right now. Fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Again, breaking news, breaking news. Want to just inform everybody right now that Jameer Gibbs is in round four still in your fantasy football drafts on Underdog Fantasy, in your little grandma buddy drafts. You can win a league, smash a league, annihilate a league. This news is absolutely incredible. Just wanted to inform you before we kick on over to this right here, this little number. I'm on. I'm. I'm uh, ten picks away in this underdog fantasy promo code Smitty draft, and and let me drop that link in the live chat right now, and you guys can jump in if you guys want to play underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. There you go. There's the link. Let me pin said link in said draft or, or in said live chat. This will allow you, if you want. To go in right now, I'm not going to do a draft live. I'm doing a draft right in front of your face right here. There, link's been pinned. If you want to do these $5 puppies, you've been watching and there's $25 drafts and you're like, I don't know if I want to do a bunch of $25 drafts, one on top of the other. Now you can do $5 hauler drafts. And again, the prize pool is $75,000 to first, uh, $40,000 to second. It's, uh, it's the same format as the $25 uh, drafts is two running back, three wide receiver, one flex, one tight end, one one quarterback, and your boy right here. I feel like, aside from this man right here, London, I was swiped. I was swiped. Um, aside from this man, London, I almost I almost had the best team I could have possibly assembled, and London got sniped from me. But I have look at the squad. Look at this squad that I've assembled. A little light at wide receiver, but by design, because there's a lot of wide receivers I absolutely love later, and I'm stockpiling those guys. So I got Joe Burrow, Bryce Young, Jordan Love 
as my quarterbacks. I've got Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, Alvin Kamara, Zach Charbonnet, Chase Brown. I've got Chris Olave, George Pickens, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs. I'm a little light at wide receiver, like I said, but I've got Pitts and Kincaid. I had to sacrifice somewhere. And I sacrificed because I have such faith in this wide receiver pool. Uh, these deep guys, some of these rookies that I love, that I believe I'm going to smash one or two out of the park and, 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 and make up for it at that point. So we're going to dig right in and wa- wa- watch what I do here. So my team, let's go to the board view. So my draft selections, you can see me on the far left column, pick seven. Took Bijan at number seven overall. Took Chris Olave in the second round. He climbed into the second round. Unfortunately, we had a draft yesterday. Somebody told me they took Olave in two. Or I, no, no, we did a draft last night. Somebody took Olave, and I said that was too early because the ADP updated. And uh, let's let's go here to the wide receivers. I'm on the clock. I really like Marvin Mims um, at this spot at this stage in the game here. So we went ahead and went Marvin Mims. Let me go back to my team. So Bijan in the first round, Olave's the second rounder now. His ADP's been updated. Maybe in ESPN or sleeper drafts or whatever, you might still get him in round three. Know your ADP. Know your ADP. Uh, but this right here, Burrow round three, Jameer Gibbs round four. Uh, when when Jameer Gibbs fell to round four, I, I, I literally screamed. I almost recorded my draft, my, my draft and just, you know, live reaction to me drafting uh, that pick. And I'm like, come on, don't do it. Get on your horse. Get on your horse, Gibbs. And the dude right before me that passed on him, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Uh, was Is that anybody in here? Amari Cooper over uh, Jameer Gibbs. As soon as Jameer Gibbs fell, I, I screamed. I screamed. I yelled, get on your horse, Jameer. Get on your horse, Jameer. Get on your horse is what I said. I swear to you. I was so pumped. To get Jameer Gibbs as my fourth drafted player, still have Bijan. I got the two RBs that I love so much in this rookie class. I got Alave. I got Joe Burrow. I, I wanted Drake London. This show's about London. You know how objective I am. I could have put somebody that I drafted on uh, uh, on this screen to talk about him, but I took I put somebody that I didn't get. Because had I got London in that in that 55 overall draft slot instead of Kyle Pitts, this is why you do. There is a strategy, there is a plus to doing the same draft over and over and over. You know how people say diversify. It's a smart approach to diversify, but at the same time, if you nail your season and you nail your picks, your breakouts, and you do a similar draft over and over, by design, you're going to get variation amongst it. And if I keep attacking the same potential list of guys that I love so much in each of these rounds, you know, best player available, but... I'm drafting some of the same guys over and over. If you do a lot of underdog drafts, you know what I'm talking about. But I don't mind going the same players a lot because the moment I get somebody to fall that shouldn't, like if Drake London fell to that fifth round pick, this would be the team. I literally screenshot this team, print it out, put it behind me all year on a wall. Had I had I got that one extra piece and I didn't, it's still a potential winner, but it's it's... It's just you got to have everything fall perfectly. You can't just do one draft. And that's what I love about the fact that the puppies are here. Underdog Fantasy, promo code SMITTY. Link is in the description. Uh, link is in the live chat pinned. I'm on the clock here. I'm on the clock here. I need a wide receiver. Let's go wide receiver shopping. I mean, let's look at the RBs just 
you know, to look. Let's look at the quarterbacks. Okay, we're going wide receiver shopping. I got Tank Dell. He's my boy. I love Tank Dell. Um, I'm going to go Tank Dell here. He's getting closer and closer. So my team so far, and I absolutely love it. I know that it's thin at wide receiver to some people, but again, ask yourself the question, at what cost can you get these other things? You've got to sacrifice somewhere. And if I believe in the wide receivers I have on my roster, then why not go beef up somewhere else and take a gamble on those wide receivers? So if you look at this right here, Kyle Pitts, Dalton Kincaid, Chris Olave, George Pickens, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, Marvin Mims, Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell. This is one of those three, Downs, Mims, and Dell, I think will be as good or close to Flowers. I, there's a shot at it. And Pickens and Olave are sleepers. This running back stable is phenomenal. Bijan, Gibbs, Kamara, Charbonnet, Chase Brown, Burrow, Young, Jordan Love. Absolutely love this squad. Nine picks away. The man I want to talk about today is... Drake London. And at the end of this, yes, I'll throw a private Garrett Wilson autographed jersey uh, link out here. And we can all try and uh, and grab a uh, grab a spot in that. And then it'll be a slow draft. Um, five picks away. It looks like I got two rounds left, but just phenomenal squad. Just phenomenal job. I, I'm patting myself on the back, I know. But this is just Bijan, Gibbs, Kamara, Charbonnet, Alave, Pickens, Zay Flowers, Kyle Pitts, Kincaid. I love the Kincaid pick. Um, I, I probably need another wide receiver because I'm rolling with a lot of rookies. The wide receivers that are here. Uh, let's see. Let's see who sticks out like a sore thumb. Which wide receiver do I want to grab they're getting very, very thin. Very, very thin. I don't even see you guys I like at all anymore. Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick's interesting because I got Mims, but I don't think that's one that I want to go. Well, maybe, maybe we'll go. Um, you know, Marvin Jones is interesting for six weeks, but yeah, we'll go ahead. Okay, I'm on the clock here. I need a backup tight end though. So let's maybe go that that route first. Okay, Jelani Woods, he's a he's a breakout of mine. Let's see if there's anybody else. Luke Musgrave could be pretty decent his first year, but I'm gonna go Jelani Woods. Now I've got my 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 tight end stable under control with Kyle Pitts, Kincaid, and Woods. Um, my running backs are on point. My quarterbacks are are just fine. I could use one more wide receiver with that last pick. Absolutely thrilled. Uh Playing Madden, doing mock drafts, watching your lives, drinking tequila all the same time. That's uh, a commitment. To, to Appreciate you, Young. Young dropping the $5 holler. Young to the moon. Appreciate Young. All right, let's go ahead and let's make this last pick, and then I'm going to close this down. But I will drop a, a link into the live chat if you guys want to join in. But let's talk about this guy, Drake London. We've got him on the moon man list. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Look at him. Space Moses. Look at him. This guy, London, he's been here for a while. And he's on the moon man list for a reason. We need to add another Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. And it wouldn't shock me if the eighth spot that... Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. The vacancy we had because Walker was removed from this Mars man. Not that he's getting removed from the moon man list, but... 
There is a, or was it him or was it, was it him or was it Charbonnet? I think we removed Charbonnet. But I think London could probably crack this list. We'll have to wait and see. I'm going to, I'm going to save this eight spot for some special occasion. It's like opening a nice bottle of wine, you know, that you've been uh, saving for a special, special occasion. But I want to talk about London, who's a moon man. The moon man. Dropping loads in outer space. Been a moon man for ages. And the honest truth is, this guy, and, and I'm doing a wide receiver ranking video soon. Hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. I'm doing a wide receiver ranking video very soon. Probably dropping tomorrow or late tonight. It could drop late tonight in a premiere. Expect it, actually. Hopefully, I can, do, I can get that done. You're going to see London rank really high. And London, to me, you've got Alave, you've got Garrett Wilson. If you were to say, hey, Smitty, give me two, give me three wide receivers that not all of them are going to be top five, but of these three wide receivers, the most capable climbers are in this group. And if there was some sort of shocking, you know, un, un, unfolding of that situation, that, that each of these players in their own right has the potential to be a top, like, three to five wide receiver. Again, not saying that all three of them will be, but Alave, Garrett Wilson, and London are my three, and, and Watson, and Christian Watson really too, are my four wide receivers that that I love so much that you're going to continue to see content on them to an extreme degree because I want to make sure people understand that these are the league winners, the league winning wide receivers, the St. Browns of previous years, and we call it St. Brown. We call it St. Brown. I got, I got 19 seconds left, but St. Brown deserves my time. Okay, we got to get back here. We got a wide receiver we need to grab. Cedric Tillman's decent. <sighs> Another rookie, though. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to bank on it. We're, ba we're banking on a rookie to explode. So the team is very, very wide receiver rookie built. But Joe Burrow, Bryce Young, Jordan Love. Love it. Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, Kamara, Charbonnet, Chase Brown. Get on your horses, bros. Get on your horses. And Chris Alave, George Pickens, Zay Flowers. Josh Downs is a huge breakout sleeper to me in Indy. Marvin Mims is climbing boards quickly. Sean Payton loves them. They keep all these reports. I got something on this I'll, I'll put up in a second. All these reports about Sean Payton absolutely loving this kid. And we're going to break that down in a second. Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell, Cedric Tillman. A little crazy at wide receiver, but it comes at a cost, right? You got to be thin somewhere if you're going to stack. You can't pick everybody. You can't pick everybody. So critical, uh, critical, uh, critical. Caleb is going to come in here and say, "Smitty, your wide receivers look weak." Yeah, that's the point. I'm drafting guys I believe in, not you believe in, Caleb. Um, this is a team. I like this team a lot. I like this team an awful lot. Let me get on over to uh, to the news, and we'll break down some of the news that's, that's floating around. But but again, guys. Um, Drake London season's here. You either get on board or you're going to get left behind. And if you want to talk about Drake London from a perspective of this guy has no quarterback who's throwing him the football, you got to look at his game log. And in week 13, he didn't play with uh, 
He didn't play with um, Ritter yet, but he had six catches for 95 yards, kick-starting a very strong finish in the yard in the yardage department for this guy. So Drake London, six for 95, then the bye week, and then in comes Ritter. And Ritter dials up 11 targets in the direction of Drake London, seven for 70. Then nine targets, seven catches for 96 yards. Then eight targets, five catches for 41 yards. And then eight targets, six catches for 120 this pace between week 13 and week 18 alone, if you extrapolate it out, is over 13 to 1,400 yards for an entire season. Drake London is going to have, in my opinion, a 13 to 1,400-yard season and 8 to 10 touchdowns. And he's going to have at least, I don't know, if we extrapolate those those reception totals, so 6 plus 7 plus 7 plus 5 plus 6 uh, divided by 5 is... Uh, 6.2 times 17 is 105. 110 receptions for 1350 and 9 to 10 touchdowns is my Drake London projection. And that can win you a league in round 5-6, plain and simple. And he's on the Moon Man list. We've talked about him a lot, but I keep I keep barely missing on him like this uh this draft here where at at where was my pick? I was the seventh pick at 55 overall. So right smack in the middle of round five, he almost fell to me. He's a 5.5 to 6.1 steal. And and if you can get him at 5.1 to 5.5, that's still an absolute win a league move. But point is, if you keep doing drafts over and over like I'm doing here, and you end up landing London in that fifth drafted player draft selection, that is home run, home run, home run territory. Uh, let's get into the, let's get into this real quickly. Hold on, let me, let me plug the news in, and we'll just go through the news right here. Uh, Akonkwo said he expects to be the team's number one tight end this season. Uh, we all, we all knew that was going to happen. Okay, we all knew that was going to happen. That's obvious stuff there. Sam Darnold uh, might be the most talented thrower on the 49er. Uh, talented thrower in 49er history, says NBC Sports Matt Mayako. <laughs> oh, wow! Did that just happen? Did that just happen? This guy's a. This guy's a. What is he? Like I, I he's very, very, very well known in the Niner community, Matt Mayako. But what? What did he just? What did he just put pen to paper and say that that he believes? Mamayako from NBC Sports. Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in 49ers history. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever read in my life. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever read in my entire life. Uh, well, yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever I've ever read in my life. Plain and simple. The fact remains, we got a lot of people that come in here and say things like, um, Hey, Smitty. Trey's going to win the job. Hey, Smitty, uh, Trey's, you know, believe in Trey. What, you you backing down on your Trey, uh, Trey thoughts, your Trey belief? No, it's me saying that Shanahan doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to quarterback decision-making, and that's proven. Proven time and time 
again. Whether it's passing on Tom Brady and calling Jimmy G marginally lesser, it's not trading for Lamar when he had a little crack of an opportunity, or going getting going and trying to get Aaron Rodgers, missing out on Stafford over and over and over. Just his his inability to secure a, a top quarterback position. This is yeah yeah uh, uh, Steve Young who Montana who Sam Darnold is the number one, the best what is it. Wait, Best, most talented thrower in 49er history. When I say to people that Trey's getting set up for failure, it's not me doubting Trey. It's me saying that Shanahan and this this whole environment that is infectious over here is going to take Trey down. That's why I don't draft Trey. That's why you don't hear me pumping up Trey because I don't trust Shanahan and the Niners. And it's stuff like this. It's stuff like this that makes me say, poor kid, free Trey Lance, free Trey Lance, free Trey Lance, please. And Matt Mayako, take a lap, bro. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why would you not think that was a joke? You think the guy doesn't know who Montana or Young? Peter, it's not a joke, bro. It's not a joke. Why not ask McCaffrey? I don't think McCaffrey or Kittle, they, they were hanging out with uh, Sam Darnold at the Warriors game. And there's a lot of people saying people were making too much of it that these two were hanging out. Or these three were hanging out without Trey and just kind of, you know, buddy-buddy. But there's something to all that, guys. There is something to the fact that there's a, a, a little click and there's all kinds of stuff going on. And you got you got, uh, you got got Shanahan and Lynch both saying that first-team reps are going to be split between Darnold and Trey. Trey's going to lose his job. Trey's going to lose his job. I, I, I wish they would have traded him. Maybe they'll still trade him. Put him, put him in a situation where he can thrive somewhere. This is an absolute mockery. Nick Foles, Colts release Nick Foles. Uh, Abana Kanda. I, I like this kid a lot. Um, he signed his four-year contract with the Jets. He's a good, he's a good cuff or backup. He's not a lock for anything. You know, he's not taking Brees Hall's job. So people need to relax just because he's a good running back. Uh, Fields right here. Uh, Bears head coach talking about Fields saying really made some strides as a passer this offseason. Fields is going to ball. This guy ran for 143 yards and eight touchdowns on 160 totes of the rock. And just to put that in perspective for people that say, oh, he runs too much. 160 times is not that much comparatively to like a Lamar who runs like 200. So I, 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 Fields is going to just crush the 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 bears are going to crush the bears are going to win the division in my opinion and i know the lions are going to put up a fight and they're a great team and it's going to come down to a dog fight battle but i'm telling you right now bears are winning the division and the bears in my opinion are going to be in the nfc championship game you can laugh all you want everybody laughed about my cincinnati bengal prediction so laugh all you want i could care less the 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 bears are going to win the division and they're gonna they're gonna face off against the Philadelphia Eagles in a championship game to see who's going to the Super Bowl to face off against who to face off against who Joe Cigar Smoking Burrow. Yeah. 
Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, who has an improved offensive line. Joe Burrow, who's going to have Jamar Chase healthy for an entire season. Joe Burrow, who's not going to have a slow start. Joe Burrow's got more pass protection than ever. This is Joe Burrow season. He's going to a Super Bowl. He's facing off against the winner of the Eagles and the uh, Chicago Bears. And that's just all there is to it. Fields to the absolute moon. To the moon. Luke Musgrave, the Athletic, reporting that the Packers rookie tight end Luke Musgrave should get a chance right away to be the number one tight end. And that, that yeah, that's obvious stuff here. Here's that Mims news I was talking about. Uh, athletic reporting that Broncos coach Sean Payton will have a very specific role for rookie wide receiver Marvin Mims. Um, Broncos have experienced depth have experienced depth in Cortland Sutton, Judy, Tim Patrick, and others, but new coach Sean Payton will design a very specific role for Mims that allows to allows him to see the field, even if uh, it's not a high-volume role. We'll see what happens with this. I, the, a lot of speculation going on. A lot of He loves Marvin Mims. He targeted Marvin, Marvin Mims. His role could be limited. His role could be expanded. Um, talented kid. Talented kid, and, and maybe he gets a, a shot to... Uh, to grab a hold of one of those starting jobs. Ford Whedon said he turned down offers from the Seahawks and Eagles. He's with the Giants. He's got nice upside. Um, let's get on over to some other news. C.D. Lamb would like to get a contract extension done, um, or the Cowboys would like to get a contract extension done, as they should. This is an absolute monster. Um, media, media coming in here, media coming in here, media, you don't get to use LOLs or laughing emojis or any sort of, you've got Sam Darnold as potentially your starting quarterback for your team. You're going to come in here and say the bears are not going to make the, not going to the playoffs. The bears are not going to the playoffs media. Tell me you don't watch football. Tell me you only watch Niner football without telling me you only watch Niner football. How do you how do you come in here, media, and say the Bears aren't making the playoffs, let alone the Bears aren't winning their division, which guarantees you a playoff spot, media? But what do you how are you in here with LOLs when you've got the most talented offense and, and weaponry, top to bottom, defense, offense, and you have no quarterback? You again have no quarterback. You're gonna start you're gonna start Sam Darnold and flush all of it down the toilet. The Niners have a one to two year window with Christian McCaffrey. Probably one. Probably a zero to twelve month window with Christian McCaffrey. A one to two year window with George Kittle. Maybe maybe two and a half years at most the way he plays. He's very, very aggressive and hats off to him. He's fantastic. You have a one to two year window to win a Super Bowl and you're playing Sam Darnold games media and you come in here, you come in here with an LOL, you come in here, look media, I just explained it, that Sam Darnold's on his way to being your starting quarterback. Look at this, your, your own boy, Matt Mayako, your Niner, your Niner uh, uh, legend reporter says that Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in Niners history. What an what a dumb comment to make number 1. My opinion anyway that it's dumb. And number 2, media, you think this isn't the the way the the, the way that it's going it, to this is the vibe right now. This is the vibe. It's it's Sam hanging out with all the starters, Shanahan saying he's going to get half of the first team reps. Trying to trade Trey Lance. Trying to trade Trey Lance media. Not just answering phone calls. You're dropping little tiny nuggets everywhere. 
Little tiny nuggets here and there. Uh, yeah, we, we would trade him if the red offer came in. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, will you trade Brandon Ayuk? No way. No way. No way. Would you trade Trey Lance? Oh, if the right offer comes along. But we love him. We love him. Hello? Trey Lance? Oh, we want three first-rounders. No? Okay. Expectations probably too high. I don't know that a trade gets done, media. But if you think for a second, based on everything I just mapped out, the way all uh, the, the camaraderie between Sam Darnold and the starters, mixed with comments like this and reporters that are close to the situation talking like this, you think if Matt Mayako has a pulse on this at all, and when I say a pulse on it, I mean of what Shanahan thinks, not what's reality. Because I can tell you right now that Sam Darnold is one of the worst quarterbacks in the National Football League. He's not one of the most talented quarterbacks on the Niners roster. He's not even the third. He's the third best quarterback on the roster right now. How could he be the most talented passer in Niner history when he's not even the number two quarterback on the roster? I, I think Brock Purdy with his injured UCL could throw better than Sam Darnold right now, and he's healing right now. So I don't even understand this media. I don't even understand where this comes from. I'm not trusting Matt Mayako with this report. I tr what I trust is John and Kyle say, not Matt. Well, guess what John and Kyle are saying? That Sam Darnold, your darling, the one that everybody loves in your whole media circle, this guy is going to get first-team reps, media. And if he's as good as Matt Mayako says, he's, he's going to win the starting job. It looks like it looks like Shanahan's got Sam Darnold glasses on, bro. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you. Hang on a second, Avi. I know you're mouth-breathing over there, but hang hang tight on the phone line. Let me just get through a couple more of these real quickly, and, uh, and then we'll... Uh, and then we'll get to the the, the next uh, piece of news here, and then we'll I'll take your phone call. Okay, Marvin Mims, Ford uh, Ford Wheaton, uh, uh, CD Lamb, and I think I think that's probably it for the news. Lamar Jackson had has no tag clause and no trade clause in his contract, which is very very interesting. And uh, that's about all she wrote as far as the news today. So I'm going to unplug this, and I'm going to take. Phone calls right now. Phone calls. Media, dial in if you want. The phone lines are on, the phone lines on the screen. Media, dial in. Avi, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Yo, what's up, Smitty? What's I got up? a very, I got a a dynasty question right now that I'm drafting in, so I need your help. So I have the seventh overall pick right now, and uh, I'm on the board right now. And the first six guys that went were like Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, and Justin Jefferson. So now I'm up at seven overall. I'm thinking like Jamar Chase, maybe Lamar, T. Lawrence. So I'm up right now at seven overall. Yeah. The only way I like going like wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back, wide receiver, like non-quarterbacks and a super flex, even at this stage, is if I truly believe I'm going to get Aaron Rodgers and, um, you know, like a Jordan Love or an Anthony Richardson and Aaron Rodgers or a Anthony Richardson and, and uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, whatever, uh -huh. Bryce Young and Aaron Rodgers, those combinations, if I can get those combinations, I feel kind of confident and maybe going the route you're talking about. But if you don't think you're going to get those players. like, Yeah, I think, like, next round I could get, like, Watson or, like, I don't know, like, Zach Prescott or just, like, 
I think like Jamar, like all the top six quarterbacks went, and like Jamar. I mean, Justin Jefferson just went, so now it's kind of like them too. Yeah, but I don't like I don't like the idea of Dak Prescott or yeah, you know, or yeah. Derek Carr or something in the second or third round. Like I just that that isn't a good look for me. If you got Watson, like Watson's got at least enough like running upside, and I do think he'll be better this year. I do. I just don't think uh-huh. I think when people start talking about him being like four or five, I think that's crazy talk. Um, is it possible? Is it? You know, is it within the realm of possibility he could be a number six quarterback, number seven quarterback? It certainly is in the realm of possibility. I certainly wouldn't bank on it, but, you know, I I truly believe that a chase and – I mean, you're going to get a great pick in that that second round anyway. Like, if you were to go Trevor Lawrence, you could probably get Bijan. And if you go go Jamar Chase, you're probably going to get, you know, Watson – Part of me wants to go chase and Bijan though, and if you can get Aaron Rodgers in love or Aaron Rodgers and Anthony Richardson later, then I like that. Yeah. But but it's a risk. You gotta you gotta understand it's a big, big risk. And I'll tell you right now, I usually don't feel like it ends well about at least 70, 60, 70 percent of the time when I don't go like Trevor Lawrence though. But it doesn't mean doesn't mean it can't. It doesn't mean it can and it won't end well. I'm just saying that it usually doesn't end usually doesn't end like perfect every time yeah maybe like a Tua or Kirk Cousins you know like Russell Wilson hopefully they're still available maybe in a bit but I know I feel like Jamar is just the best player but T. Lawrence or Herbert might be the safe yeah T. Law I mean when you think about it T. Law at the end of the day are you really gonna are you really gonna hate having Bijan and T. Law and then have that security of having T. Law you know, and, and and not to mention, you know, you still could get like Alave and London as your wide receiver one and two later. So it's yeah, it, true. You know, like it, it. Sometimes you sometimes you do these, you make these moves where you're like, okay, I'm gonna go tr- uh, chase in, in a super flex at number eight or nine, and then later on you're like, how is Watson still there in round five? How is London yeah. still there in round six? You know, and then you're like, man, maybe I should have went T Law. So I, I I hear what you're saying, and I and I struggle with it. Uh-huh. Tremendously. Down to those two. All right. Yeah, I mean, let, let, let's see what the chat. Let's see what the chat thinks. Does the chat like? Uh, yeah, it's those two. Yeah, does the chat like T Law at number like eight? I mean, Lamar's not bad either, man. I mean, getting flowers. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little more on board with Lamar than I was because of of the things I mapped out as being you know necessities. So I, I do I do like Lamar. Actually, let's go to Super Rudy and hang hang tight, Avi. Chat, vote for Avi. Would you take Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, or Jamar Chase in a startup? Is it a dynasty? Yeah, dynasty super flex. Yeah. <sighs> it makes me love Jamar Chase there. I know. I also love Bijan there. Yeah, I know Bijan there is like it's a re it's a little bit I of love a reach, but there. not real. What does the chat think? Lamar, T. I kind of like T. Law over Lamar if it's dynasty. So if it's startup dynasty super flex, you're at the eight pick, eight or seven. Seventh overall. Seventh overall. All the other guys are gone. The the fields is gone. Obviously, Burrow's gone. Um, uh-huh. jo- yeah. Josh Allen. What do you got? What do you guys like? Do you guys like Jamar Chase or T. Law? 
And and if it's a dynasty, bro, I think Aaron Rodgers and you'll get Aaron Rodgers and like a Bryce Young, I think, later. Bryce uh-huh. Young could go higher than normal. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he does. Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers will both be value, very good values in dynasty. They they could both fall pretty far. I if I if I could have it my way, I would take. I would take the gamble. That's me, though. I'd take the gamble, even though there's a maybe a 40, 50, 60% chance it could be anywhere in that territory that you're a little unsatisfied at the end of it. You could, on the on the flip side, that 40% chance, 39, 40% chance, you could absolutely smash everyone to pieces in, in year one, at least. But if you get Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love and you get Bijan and Jamar Chase in the first and second round. Uh, I feel like it's- Jamar's only 23. He's just so nasty. But T-Law, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Jamar. Is it a a three-wide receiver league or two? It's a three-wide receiver league, yeah. I go go Chase and Bijan. I just roll the dice, bro. Let's ask Super Rudy. Super Rudy. Super Rudy, what do you like? You got, like, Jamar Chase or T-Law? No, I'm I'm chasing Bijan, definitely. Yeah. Almost, Almost every day. Every day. I don't blame you. I don't blame you, bro. Bijan to the moon. I, I think Chase is what I think. I just wonder. In receiver league to get someone like Chase and then your RB1 is Bijan, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. I definitely think Chase is the pick. Yeah. Chase is the pick, but but I'm with him. The reason I'm doing it is probably Bijan. Like, you know, just that, that approach, that, that Chase and Bijan approach. I don't know if you'll get Bijan for sure in the second round yeah. or not. He okay. may not. But I think. He could be there, though. If he's not there, then, like, it's probably going to be, like, a, I don't know, like a Jonathan Taylor, Breeze Hall, stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Okay, Ru- uh, Ru- Rudy, what do you got, uh, Super Rudy? Hang tight, Avi. What do you got, Rudy? I'm going to I'm gonna get off. I just want to – No, I'm actually, actually going to call you back. Uh, when's your next show, Smitty? Because I uh, thought I had enough time to talk, but – I would like to call back at your next show. I'm live Monday through Friday. I'm in the middle of the draft right now. Yeah, Monday through Friday, every Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live whenever news breaks, and I'm live Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Tuesday night around Are you going to be live at, like, midnight tonight or at all? Or? Uh, uh, yes, I, like like I'm saying right here. Let me show you the schedule, bro. You looking at the screen? <laughs> you looking at the screen, no, pal? Just... Okay, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Live drafting Thursday, Friday, Saturday for for live draft and mock draft marathons. Thursday, Friday, Saturday at midnight. Panic Chamber Tuesdays at midnight. That's that's my schedule right there on screen. So yes, tonight midnight. Okay. All right, later, later, pal. All right, later. And uh, Avi, you said you're gone too. Yeah. So thank you for the help. I All right. I'll let you know how the rest of the draft. It's a slow draft. So. All right. Later, Avi. Um, later. Thank you. Uh, 650 area code. What's your name? You're live. This is 49er Media. Oh, 49er Media calling in. What's up, pal? Uh, nothing much. I didn't mean to. I wasn't yelling at you, Media. Uh, I'm yelling at the topic, but you know I love you, pal. So. No, I but but I I could start yelling on the on this on this call just so you know, but it's it's all love. So tell me <laughs> tell me why you think that this camp battle in San Francisco that's open and public and a kick to the Nas to Trey Lance to even suggest there's a camp battle. 
when Purdy's already been he's already been acknowledged as the future and the starter. If Purdy and I know Purdy performed, but if you can give that to Purdy in such a short time, why can't you give Trey, who you spent three first rounders on, the decency of saying you're the starter? And if quietly Sam Darnold beats him out, so be it. But why put him in front of the spotlight like that in a disrespectful way when he's already probably maybe wavering a little bit with confidence, not because of his talent or lack of skill, but because of his, his the way he feels, his placement there. Like, if he feels like his future is already done there, you can't even be the starter, and you're, you're not going to try and support him and motivate him? Like, tell me how that makes sense. I feel like you're just backing the Niners to be a loyal fan, which I at least respect. But I don't think you're using logic here if you think that Trey Lance is in such a great position. Kyle Shanahan's putting him in a horrible position. Yeah, I mean, I definitely will say I'm just backing them up because, you know, I'm a loyal fan. But really what I feel like is I do have question marks about even, like, the play calling because, like, even last year I know it was, like, the rainy game and then barely played in the second game. But it was like just made him run. He didn't even really let him pass. And I I want him to get the opportunity. And I, I think that maybe they're just saying it's a competition just to bring out the best, like get the best out of Trey Lance. And even Trey Lance has said it. Like he doesn't want to just be given the job. He, he doesn't, he's fine that it's a competition. Um, in terms of what Matt Mayoko said, I just don't really want take too much out of that until. But I he he Matt Mayoko is like camp. a a big presence in your Niner world. He's like one of the bigger reporters. So if Matt Mayoko says that, he's either got a pulse on what is going on there, or that is one of your leaders there, media. That's one of your Niner fan base leaders in terms of the reporting world. So it's going to add fuel. You know what, Mayoko, Mayoko, Mayoko or Mayoko? How do you say it? Mayoko? Mayoko. Mayoko. Mayoko, him saying this, and again, he's, would you, would you categorize him as a top three reporter, Niner reporter? Yeah. Yeah. Easily top, maybe top one. Is he the number one? Yeah, I would say. Okay. So he's the number one or number two overall Niner reporter. And the Niner world loves him for the most part. I think right now they're probably a little upset at him. But this guy either either is going to have a pulse on what's maybe going on because he's closer to it than everybody, or he's creating unnecessary vibes that are going to only multiply. And so if Trey, this is just not a good report. Regardless, it's not a good report. It's not a good report for Trey. It, Sam Darnold doesn't have his back against the wall. Trey does. Sam Darnold's just got nothing to lose. And and for him to say that is just it's a weird report. That's Sam Darnold the best well, let's pull that report up again. This is probably one of the weirdest things I've ever read. Does he not know who used to quarterback there in years past? Does he not know that you I know you that, guys that's why I when I saw that report, I was like, that's so BS. I, I don't that's just like it's not like a report that's you know He's saying, oh, Sam Darnold's. It's not like he's saying Niners believe that it's Sam Darnold's quarterback one. He's literally just saying that he believes he's a better. better but how, how could, but, had, which, and again, just so everybody knows, 
I do not believe what he says to be true at all. I am not buying into, like, I, I use my own eyeballs in judgment, and Sam Darnold's one of the worst quarterbacks in the National Football League. And if you guys start him, media, it's a wasted season. Unless you, you start him and you pull him really quickly and Trey comes in and cleans up the mess. But this right here is one of the weirdest things I've ever written, uh, I've ever seen written in my life from a, a very respected reporter for his team. Very high level. The highest of the highest for his team. And he works for NBC Sports. And he says he believes Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in 49ers history. That is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. This is a garbage quarterback, media. He's not good. You guys should have signed Cam Newton before you signed Sam Darnold. Cam Newton would have actually been effective in that offense because you wouldn't have had to have him throwing the football down the field all the time. This guy could have just run a lot of what, what Shanahan wants to run anyway with his his quarterbacks, run him, run him like a fullback. And this guy could make the short throws to Debo and Ayuk, and he would actually have been a good quarterback for you guys to have in place in case you needed anything, you know, three or four games uh, worth. He's not going to be your long-term starter. But this is crazy. Sam Darnold is garbage media. Like, t- to sit here and say, I think he's going to be the, he's the best quarterback on the team. Media, I would have come out here and just went nuts on Mayako, Mayoko. I would have went nuts on him if he said that Darnold was the best passer on the team today in 2023. He said he might be the most talented thrower in Niners history. I mean, I know he knows that Montana and Young were both on the Niners, but bro, this is insane. This is your leader. Sam Darnold's the greatest quarterback I've seen since Joe Montana. Yeah, Sam Darnold is, he might be one of the greatest quarterbacks. You know, I can't even say this with a straight face. I thought I could. The greatest quarterbacks in XFL history. Like if he was to go to the XFL, but that's not even true. Like this guy, Sam Darnold, look, Sam Darnold in the right circumstances could get you a win. I'm not, I'm not an idiot to think that if you had a, a, a guy that could just like manage a game, let's say, let's say. Trey went down or Purdy went down, but it wasn't season ending. It was a sprained ankle or a concussion. A concussion is even more perfect because that might not have a long-term effect. So, yeah, that might so, just be like a game. Yeah, a game. Get concussed. It's the first quarter. Purdy gets concussed his first game back. You throw Darnold in there. Darnold could maybe win a game or a game or two just running Christian McCaffrey, dumping it off to Christian McCaffrey, showing throwing very short passes to Debo and Ayuk similar to what Jimmy did you know could he be Jimmy G good yeah because he could just hey Debo take the ball and Debo does all the work but is he gonna is Darnold gonna lead this team to like some sort of you know five or six win you know journey awaiting a a Purdy return and what When, when do you expect Purdy to be back week five week six week seven Week four, week. Mm. What's the word down down in San Francisco? I personally think because it's been kind of weird where it's like John Lynch said something different, and then like Kyle Shanahan said something different. Where I no. think Shanahan said it could be like even more than a month or whatever. So I I think it's probably he'll miss like a month. But so let, let's call it let's call it week seven or eight. He could return. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't trust Trey Lance. And you put Sam Darnold in there. 
you're gonna win. You're gonna win half your games at best, and that and that's because your defense is so good. And and the problem with that is your defense will start getting banged up because they're gonna be just carrying too much weight. And Christian McCaffrey's gonna get hurt or something because he'll be carrying. He'll be shouldering too much of the of the workload. Like this is not gonna set up the Niners well for when Purdy even returns. Now the other problem I have though is the damage being done to Trey Lance's confidence right now. I don't know if that can be overcome. So even if, let's say, the Niners switched yeah. gears and said, we're going to publicly support Trey, he's an unbelievable player, and yeah, Brock Purdy might be our starter in name right now, but it would not shock me if at the end of week two we say, sorry, Brock, we can't take Trey out, he's too good, you're both the same, you're both so good that whoever's in there might hold on to the job, we gave up three first-rounders for Trey Lance, that is what essentially I would do to set up Trey Lance for, for success. But the damage has already been done. Even if you switch gears now, I don't even know how confident Trey is. He, he doesn't even feel like he's a part of that team, bro. He doesn't even feel like he's a part of that team. And and everybody could say that uh, the veterans hanging out with Sam Darnold is nothing, no big deal. Like, Trey, maybe Trey was invited and he turned him down. Like, we don't really know the whole you know backstory but it's not a good look bro because it feeds into a narrative that your leader your number one niner reporter is already writing big things about and so it's all going to come down on trey whether you like it or not trey's got a heavy heavy load of of worries on his shoulders right now and this is only getting worse because of all of it you know in collective fashion i don't know yeah i i just don't think Donald's going to be doing much either. Um, again, like, yeah, what has he done in this league? He hasn't looked good anyways, and I, I don't really expect much to change at all anyways. And that's the one thing I've been kind of talking about this offseason. I'm like, I really just want John Lynch and Conshan to go out there and just give the, you know, say something confident about Trey Lance, which yeah, he just hasn't done. The only thing is, anything. oh, he's doing really well from his rehab. Like, that's yeah, all we Trey, hear. Trey's a dual threat. He's doing okay. That's all we hear. That's all we hear. Purdy, pocket passer. This guy, he's got the job. Sam Darnold, looking phenomenal. He could win some games for us. Uh, Trey Lance, yeah, he's uh, he's doing okay. Is he Is he available for trade, maybe? If the offer's right. Uh, Marty becoming a member. Let's go over to Jake the Snake. Media, hang tight on the line if you want to stay on the panel here. Jake the Snake, what are you thinking, pal? Well, just on, like, the topic of it, um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Niners are a very volatile team this year because, like, when Garoppolo was injured that one year, they didn't have a good season. So, like, we don't really know what the team's going to look like. Like, say what you want about Garoppolo, but, I mean, they just threw him in there and it worked. And, like, now Purdy, the guy that they just threw in there and it worked, is gone, too. So, like, this team could be really good. Like, Shanahan could figure it out, or they could start dropping tons of games at the beginning of the season. And so it's really interesting to think, like, what – like, everyone just assumes that the, the roster is so talented they're just going to smash everyone. I, I don't. I, think, I, like, I don't. I think you need a really quarterback. They could start losing games. This is by far, I would say, the most talented, or, or you could at least argue top two or three most talented roster from top to bottom. But it's like it's like. So is that a toilet? Is that a toilet flushing? What is that? You but you got you got to say you got to say you know this is like a car having the nicest you know interior engine 
Um, just everything about this car is phenomenal from top to bottom, but it has the worst rims or the worst wheels. Like you can only take something amazing so far if you don't have a, a signal caller. And I truly believe, and everyone laughed at me, and especially when I went into like a Niner, Niner show with Raj and those guys, and I say that you guys need to go get Cam Newton. It's like, oh, Cam Newton. He's, like you went and got Darnold. Like, if anybody's going to make fun of Cam Newton, you can't then turn around and act like Darnold was a better option. Like, Darnold is not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. Cam Newton could at least in this offense be a good fit and potentially facilitate and matriculate the football down the field through the other components of it. Like, you're using Christian McCaffrey. You're using Debo. You're using Kittle and Ayuk. But at least Cam Newton would be dangerous behind the offensive line. And to me, that that that's that's an ama- that's an ama- that's more of an amazing opportunity for your team if you need two, three, four wins waiting on Brock Purdy. If you're gonna throw Trey Lance away, which is what they're doing essentially. And even if he they put him in there, they set him up for failure. That's why I say set up for failure, because they're his confidence is probably shot. So, I don't know. Uh, somebody said that was Scott Hansen finally going to the bathroom. Yeah, maybe. That guy holds it all show long. Um, let's go over to Ethan. Ethan, you're live. Yeah, I had Trey Lance last year in my 2QB league. I, I, I did the uh, two-tight-end experiment and just got killed by that fullback dive injury Shanahan put him through. And, yeah. uh, that, I mean, the first game was the craziest torrential downpour game. And for some reason, it only downpoured right when San Francisco needed to score. It was, it was the craziest thing. It, it, the weather was way better when the Bears had the ball. It was, and then he comes back the next game, has a good drive. It's looking good, and Shanahan goes with the pullback dive. And, just, just and, and it was raining. It was raining that game against Seattle, but in San Francisco. It was raining. It was a mud bowl the game prior. Everyone judged him off it. Like Trey's had the crappiest luck, you know. And I don't, I don't know that's going to continue to do. Like his luck is bad now. His luck is horrible right now because his own coaching staff isn't publicly supporting him. And then he's got the media against him. And then he's got the media writing these articles that are only going to fuel. Like, does anybody think that Matt Mayoko's article? which I just took off screen, I'll put it back on, that calls Darnold maybe the most talented thrower in 49er history. Does anybody think that this guy who's the, he's like the leader for for the fan base in terms of, you know, beat writers and, and Niner reporters, does anybody thinks this isn't going to fuel a fan base that was on the fence about Trey? Because there's a lot of hate and negativity in the Niner community. Media can attest to it. It's like it's always the case every year. It's you can't love both quarterback options if you're a Niner fan. You either you hate one and you love the other, or you love that other one and you hate the other one. It's like nobody can say I love both our quarterbacks. They're both good you know, options, or I love all of our quarterbacks. There's this kind of like crazy divide in the Niner community and fan base. It's weird. It's always been there from the Montana and Young situation on up. The Jimmy and Trey. And now it's these three quarterbacks here, the Purdy and Trey argument all offseason, and now Darnold's in the mix. Like, this is going to, right here, is going to fuel a lot of negativity that's going to affect Trey. 
So it's like, that's where I say that, that Shanahan's setting up for failure. If somebody comes in here and literally says, what is Shanahan doing? He's trying to motivate Trey. He's trying to motivate Trey and put a, put a spark under his ass. Well, let me tell you something. Him not giving the reins to Trey Lance publicly is why Mayoko's coming out here with this article. If he had already given the keys to the lineup to Trey, Mayoko wouldn't have wrote this article. So when someone says that Shanahan's not causing the damage, I tell you, I say cap. And I say that it's these things that Shanahan's allowing to happen by him not giving support to Trey that's causing all the negativity. So all the negativity really does stem from Shanahan because Shanahan can't publicly support him. Well, I think that reporter, uh, he's been into that San Francisco fentanyl a little too much if he thinks Darnold is like Steve Young in Montana. But um, they, they went at Trey too, like, you know, they're showing him with strippers at a house, like the John Morant thing. I, I, I mean, that media, they don't like Trey Lance at all for some reason. Yeah. I don't get it. All right, let's go over it's to Scuba. Field. You can see the talent. Yeah, go over to Scuba Steve. You're live. Hey, what's going on, man? What's uh, up? I was trying to divert the point on it, uh, stuff for a little bit. Uh, what do you think about this, uh, this Saquon Barkley uh, situation where they're saying that now they're saying that uh, – I, that, that, that they're talking to him to try to get a deal done. Do you think that they actually do get a deal done? Or, or is, do you think there's a situation where uh, Barkley still does play on the attack or he holds out or, or something? Do you, think it, do you think it gets resolved or do you think it could be messy? How do you, what do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it is a little bit messy, and you certainly want your running back in there, especially when you're, you're trying to, you know, determine whether – trying to get Danny Dimes up to a certain level, like you've invested heavily in him. And, you know, Barkley can be missing for a little while, come back, and it won't be that big of a deal. But the longer he holds out, you know, the more the more likely, you know, injury could could enter the equation. You never want a player to just, be, like, be holding out. I know he could still work out on his own and all that, but you want Barkley there as they're building this thing up, you know, so it, it is important for them to go to him and say, Hey, let's do a team friendly deal. That actually doesn't affect 2024 20, all that much, you know, and, and there's ways to write these contracts to where you can, you can get it done. You can get it done. The, he's not going to get the craziest deal in the world. Like if I had to guess, and I'm not even sure off the top of my head, what a, what a Saquon Barkley contract would look like, but I imagine it would be like in the 30 to 40 million range, maybe 35 million. Um, well, I remember uh, when he was when he was trying to talk with them. He was saying that he didn't really want to reset the market. So, so I don't I don't know like what, what what's the hold up now. I don't know if he changed if it's because he changed his mind or or if he's not agreeing to like what they're trying to agree with. But but I remember like the first report like when they talked to him about like uh, trying to get his contract. I remember that. That I, don't, I don't know if somebody asked him or anything like that. If it was like a media yeah. member or anything, but I remember that's what he said. If I had to guess, I would I say know. he signs a three to four year deal, like a three year deal about a about like he's getting paid ten something a year on his franchise tag, roughly ten million a year. His contract wouldn't be that much higher than ten million a year. So all it is is you're saying, hey, we'll commit to you for two more years at that same amount, which is a lot because. You know, that franchise tag, it's a, a tough number to throw in an RB, but it's actually a pretty affordable number, too, in the grand scheme of things, comparatively to other positions. Like, $10 million is not a lot compared to other positions. You know, quarterbacks are getting 50 you know, going forward. 
So he'll probably sign like a 12 mil a year deal. It'll be like 12 mil a year for three years. And maybe there's some sort of fourth team option, fourth year potential to, to keep him. But he's not going to be relevant, you know, as as much in that fourth year because he's been in the league a little bit. He's had, you know, the ACL injury and that can take a toll on your knee long term. Like sometimes when you have a later, not later, like I'm talking about college being early, but like a NFL, you know, a year or two in your, your, your career, that ACL tear, um, especially his ACL tear, which wasn't like the easiest recovery. Like there's a lot of potential yeah. like roadblocks for you to to have a long long career like as long as other running backs that don't have significant knee injuries while they're in the NFL. So like three years, I give him three years before I start really worrying about him. But three years is a long time. Like could he play his fourth year another solid year? Sure. But three to four year deal, twelve million, thirty six to forty eight million, depending on if he does the four year or the three year, and how much of that's guaranteed? I don't know. Not. Not not all of it, I'll tell you that. So like what why not do it? You know, is two years of it guaranteed? Is twenty four million guaranteed? Twenty one million, eighteen million? I don't even know. But the 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 Giants should get it done because for three years he can be a major asset for this team and and without him they wouldn't make the playoffs, you know. With them they can make the playoffs. I, I agree. And also too it another thing too is like is you want to get the best out of, like, Daniel Jones, like, to actually see, like, to see what you have out of this guy. I mean, I, I know that they gave him – they did give him a contract, but, I mean, like, it's, it's not like the, the, uh, the whole time that he was there that they put anything around him. So, uh, at least try to – like, just like the first season where they actually looked like uh, a complete team and they actually looked like they, they went from, like, being, like, a laughing stock to, like, not know what they're doing to actually being, like, a functional team in the NFL. So – I, I agree with you that I think it would make sense just to sign the guy just so that way you can actually get the most out of uh, Daniel Jones. I feel like they haven't really done that throughout the whole time that the guy's been there. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not trying to say like the guy's good or anything like that, but I mean, like the, the, for for what it's worth, I mean, it's not like they, they did everything like to protect the guy. He always had like pressure in his face and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm dropping a link right now to the private draft. This will be a Garrett Wilson draft Garrett Wilson jersey draft um we're gonna do I don't know if we're gonna do like 10 15 20 30 of these Garrett Wilson drafts and the winner of all of the drafts the highest scoring team through week 17's end will will win the Garrett Wilson autograph jersey I just dropped that link right now so go ahead and uh, I'm gonna pin it if anybody wants to jump in that draft I dropped it right this second so I, I pinned the link right now get in there uh, all right, let's move on to different topics. Let me go over to who hasn't talked yet. Uh, looks like uh, everybody's talked online so far. Who else has something they want to talk about? Bueller? I'd like to talk about uh, Travis Kelsey with you. All right, hit me with it. Uh, I'm thinking I'm taking Travis Kelsey the more I look at it in the 2QB league. Obviously not before, if it's late, not before Jamar Chase, not before Jefferson. But I got him, I think, ahead of Cup and ahead of Tyreek Hill because he there's such a great, you know, he's constantly using the goal line. It's, they're playing backyard football. He's got that thing going with Mahomes. And he doesn't depend on his hamstrings like Tyreek Hill. I, I mean, I think Tyreek Hill's going to get injured. Um so I I got him 
I got him up there. I'd like to pair him with like Lamar Jackson or one of those top five QBs you mentioned. In a two QB league, though, I don't know that I could take Kelsey. I feel like in a two QB league, you'd be chasing running back, wide receiver, and quarterback the entire draft. I just think Kelsey in a two QB league's tough. I, I don't think you'll. I think you'll feel really, really weak at, at the other positions. That's just my. That's just my I take feel- on it. You what? Sometimes I feel like with your tight end rankings, you're using Kelsey though. You we know you got him ranked number one, but you're not telling your people to take him number one. Aha. What? <laughs> you he's in your tight end rankings. You always brag about. Yeah, of, him, I'm sure you've got him ranked number. Of one. course, I have a number one, but it doesn't mean he's the value. But you're, you're steering him away. You got. He's the truth. Yeah, but bro, that doesn't. I mean, I know what you're. I know what you're trying to say, but it doesn't make sense. Like you're, you just because you have Kelsey number one, the whole thing about the tight end rankings is where is that top five guy hiding in in the ten plus range? Where is that guy? Because that's the guy that's going to win you a league. Kelsey can win you a league. Sure, he can. Is any any you could? There's a hundred different approaches, thousand different approaches you could take, and Kelsey can be one of those. But in a two QB, you can't double team him. In a two QB you league, can team I, yeah, but you're arguing about Kelsey right now. I'm arguing about the structure and makeup of your yeah. team. If you take Kelsey in, in in round one in a super flex draft, you're setting yourself up for disaster. Unless it's tight end premium, that's a whole different conversation. But in a t- super flex draft, if you take Kelsey in round one, you're setting yourself up for chasing so many other positions the entire draft. You'll never catch up. In my opinion, could you win with it? Yeah, if you if you land all of your picks and your sleepers and they all break out, I mean, sure, there's always a way to win. But you're you're going to be playing from behind at every other position. You're not going to have you're going to have one of those teams where someone looks at it and goes, "Oh, I don't really like." Oh, you got Kelsey. Yeah, that's good. That's they, it. That, okay. They miss it. They they go down the line and they always miss Kelsey at the bottom. I know, but by that on Sunday but, but, night, I know, but by that time, it's like, bro, the team's not the the supporting cast can't. You're so far better off getting than trying to land the next breakout tight end and getting more secure Jamar Chases and Bijan Robinsons and especially quarterbacks in that first round. Like if if let's say you're talking like pick nine or ten, I get the thinking and it's not the craziest move. I just don't think that it's it's you can't use the logic of he's your number one ranked tight end. Why would you not tell your people to take him there? That's a totally different. You're talking about value, bro. Talking about Christian McCaffrey, I like Bijan more than McCaffrey, but McCaffrey in general has been ranked number one for me, and I'm 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 sitting here saying Bijan's quietly my number one. Take advantage of it. That's 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 how rankings work. You know, it's all about hey, like Komet. You're not worried about Tunyon, no, because you got you talk about Komet a lot, and I'm like, you got lot. a healthy Tunyon coming in there, and remember Jimmy Grandpa, Jimmy Grandpa. Stealing all the red zone targets. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about Tunyon. But even if I take Komet, I'm taking Komet with a Kincaid. I'm taking Komet with another player. So Komet's Komet's not my only tight end. If I'm going that route, I'm going two or three tight ends that I'm banking on every year, bro. There is a tight end outside of round of, of the top ten that cracks into the top four or five every year. You can almost look back for the last like 10 years. It's every year there's somebody that breaks out from that. So 
I'd rather grab three of the guys I believe are the best likelihood of being that guy, and that's why I ranked number one across tight ends, or I did for three straight years. So yeah, I, you know, I, I like Kincaid a lot because I think Knox is. He was just had he had two years ago. He had one of those freak uh, like Bubba Franks. You know, two you know touchdown here, touchdown yeah. there. Yeah. Hey, hang, uh, hang tight, hang tight, bro. Hang tight, real quick. Let me get these super chats. Uh, uh, Mystic Mac with a five dollar hauler. Rashad White to the moon. Gibbs will outperform Bijan his rookie year. It wouldn't shock. They're both going to be phenomenal. They're both going to be competing for rookie of the year. Put it on the board, Smitty. Um, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Servo says ten dollar hauler. By the way, ten dollar haulers. The moon. I'll get moon shots. Appreciate you. Uh, Dynasty trade convo. WhatsApp. Trade partner wants DK. Okay, Servo, appreciate you. You're on the text line, you're saying. Um, trade partner wants DK over Judy in the deal for pick one overall. Thoughts? I Honestly, I get so many messages. You'll have to map. Can you map out real quickly the entire trade? That way we can all look at it and, and approve or disapprove it. So, Servo, drop it. I'll look for your message. You don't have to super chat it again, but just message, please, the entire trade. Um, so we can break it down because we I, I honestly don't remember the, the entire detail of the, of the trade. Um, so hit me with that. We'll wait for that. Appreciate that, Servo. I'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, let's go over to Jake the Snake. Yeah, so I guess I, I'm going to stay on the topic of tight ends, but I just have a question. And it's kind of so what I've been doing is I've been doing the puppy draft today. And I've noticed I keep taking Komet, Kincaid, in Joku, I keep grabbing guys that like maybe there's a question mark, but I feel like if you group enough of them together and one of them hits, like I, I almost like two quarterbacks in the one QB format, get an elite guy and then also grab another guy you like, and then go three tight ends just because like if you're not taking Kelsey, which none of us are, let's be real, like who because you're going to be chasing wide receivers and running backs the whole time. You have to have uh, you, th- you, you have, have to, to have group, three. You kind of have to group tight ends later, so that's what I've been doing. What do you you have to have ball? three quarterbacks. You have to have three tight ends in best ball, because if if one of them goes down and the bye week hasn't happened for the other one yet, you're screwed. And the same thing with the tight ends, especially the tight ends, because like you said, if you don't get Kelsey, then you have to have a rotation that can compete with Kelsey. And two guys probably won't do that. If you draft three guys. The odds of you having a ten-plus point game each week, you know, go up at least. And and like I said, if there is a guy outside the top ten or around eight to four, fifteen, eight to eighteen, whatever, there's a guy every year that climbs from that range into the top five. You know, assembling the three most likely guys to be that guy, you got a real good shot at not only um, getting good tight end play. That's very undervalued, but winning a league because of your move. Like if I would have taken Travis Kelsey the year that I was touting Hawkinson and Waller, I wouldn't have had even near the effective uh, effectiveness going on with my roster. I wouldn't have drafted even close to the same team drafting Kelsey because I got Waller and Hawkinson in league after league after league that year, and Hawkinson was totally overlooked because of his disappointing rookie year so um the the identified tight ends that we talk about Kincaid um Cole Komet I I can I can pull up a list and just give you off my my list of 
the most my, like the my most. One, my my one question for you is that why do you think uh, three quarterbacks and and like basketball? Just because, in my opinion, like if you grab two of the top fifteen guys, like that third quarterback, in my opinion, like even if one of your guys goes down per se, like I must feel like that third quarterback's worth it. Like Be- in basketball, because at least that's like what I take away. Because if one goes down, you don't you no longer have a rotation. So that means that if let's say you have Aaron, let's say you have Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, and let's say you get lucky and Jordan Love goes down after Aaron Rodgers is already at his bye week, because if he goes down early in the season or in the preseason or whatever, and you have no other quarterback, you literally have no bye week guy. Not to mention if your quarterback gets banged up, you're completely done. So you need to have that rotation of three, not to mention there's still such an advantage. Like you could have, let's say, Fields, but a guy that has Aaron Rodgers and Anthony Richardson could still outscore you because from week to week he's getting the rotation going. And you're you you're and in best ball they start it started for you. You don't have to make any decisions. The best starting quarterback starts for you. So like that rotation's very advantageous, even if let's say you have a lesser two quarterbacks, but you have two of them. Like, if you have Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, you're probably outscoring Justin Fields. Just the combination, because it's going to be every week, one of them is going to do a little bit better. So so my my advice is to always, it's, it's a tough balance, though, because then you were drafting one less wide receiver. But if you look at it, who's that wide receiver going to be? Woods? Um, what running back is that going to be? You know, like in this 18th round, it really is very dry. So for me... You know, Tank Dell is a great last player to take, mm-hmm. Marvin Mims or whatever. But at that point, I have my three quarterbacks. I really, really believe if you don't okay. take three quarterbacks, you could really be left in the lurch later, and you're going to regret and, and, it. And this year, and this year for you, like who who is like a third third guy you're targeting? Because like the only two that I that I consistently grab and for a third is is like Pickett and Ritter. Like those are the two guys I consistently see myself grabbing. Yeah, but it depends where you get them. If you get them, er- if you get them earlier, like I got my quarterbacks. I got, I got. Uh, what were the ones that I got? I got Jordan. Um, let's see. Let me let me pull my team. I just drafted. I just drafted that squad. Who did I have? There's the puppy, right? Puppy draft. I drafted. Um, my quarterbacks were. I took Joe Burrow. I took Bryce Young and Jordan Love. I don't think anybody outscores me at quarterback. Because not only do I feel like I have arguably the number one quarterback in fantasy football, or at least top three, but marginal difference. I've got Bryce Young and Jordan Love to rotate. And not only rotate between the two when I need them, but to actually compete with Burrow. Like on occasion, Bryce Young's going to outscore Burrow. On occasion, Jordan Love's going to outscore Burrow. It's just going to happen. Not all the time. But that rotation is key. It gives you so many more possible points to have three quarterbacks, each of which could outscore the other. Like you're telling me Ritter, or you're telling me Pickett, and and I'll, I I Pickett's decent. Pickett's not a bad one, but these three quarterbacks to me all could or these two quarterbacks, Young and Love, could compete with Burrow. Whereas if you go like a, I don't know, a Mac Jones or a you know, uh, uh, Trey Lance, who might not even be the lineup, or a Stroud, I don't really feel like they're going to compete with Burrow. So they're not going to help me assist in that, like, three-person rotation. He's more of a security blanket if somebody gets hurt. Whereas I'm trying to draft three quarterbacks that are going to, just like you said you like grabbing two quarterbacks, it's the same concept, bro. It's just three deep instead of two. Having two good quarterbacks gives you this weird advantage that other people aren't thinking about because 
Burrow's going to have a, a bad game once in a while. Burrow could get outscored by Bryce Young. Having three of those is a huge, huge advantage. Like, I pretty much can say with confidence I'm going to be in the top two quarterback scoring in this in this draft with Bryce Young, Jordan Love, and Joe Burrow. And, and to go back to the tight end question, talking about you know the, the breakouts, I'd say looking outside of the top 10, Conquo is right around 10. Uh, Dalton Schultz is right around 10. Cole Komet, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, even though I hate his situation, who knows what the situation turns into? Who knows if Jimmy G's even in the lineup? Who knows what happens? Uh, Jelani Woods, uh, Laporta, Isaiah Likely, if something happened to Mark Andrews. Those are all like the top options if you're glancing outside the top 10. And you say these are these are guys that can ball. Dulcet, some say, um, some like Gesicki. I mean, choose choose the guy you like. But for me, for me, it's clear as day: a Conquo, a Cole Komet, Kincaid, Mayer, Jelani Woods, and, and like a Laporta, maybe Musgrave, and then a Likely. Those those are the group that's outside of ten. One of those guys has a real decent shot, in my opinion, of being a top five or six tight end. Uh, let's go over to um, Stephen. Stephen, back. What's up, Stephen? Hey, good evening, Smitty. What's going on? Oh, not much. What do you got for us today? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about Dalton Kincaid. Um, I was taking a look here at, uh, you know, uh, rookie uh, tight end uh, the production over the last, oh, I don't know, 20 years or so. And... Uh, you know, you had uh, an outlier here where you had – now, I don't know. Like, if you're talking best ball, you're talking dynasty. It's, uh, it's you know, one thing or another. Uh, you had Kyle Pitts. Um, he hit. Um, and on touchdowns, Rob Gronkowski had 546 yards. He had 10 touchdowns back in 2010. Then Mark Andrews in 2018 had 522 yards and three touchdowns. For Kincaid to be a moon man, what is he going to need to produce? Because they just don't. I mean, Ozzie Newsom, as great as he was in 78, had 598 yards and six touchdowns. And that's it. The tight ends just do not produce their first year. What For him to be a moon man, what does he have to have? What is the yardage in the touchdown total? Yeah, so good questions, and and I address this in tremendous detail in several different videos. I don't expect you to go watch those. I'm just trying to emphasize that I talk about this a lot, that the tight end position is one that coming out of the rookie year, you have a lot of disappointment. And the sophomore year is when you come in and you invest heavily. And like I said, that's why that year where I had Waller and – and um, Hawkinson higher than anybody in the industry, according to Fantasy Pros, the, that made me the clearest day number one tight end ranker that season, and it's because of Hawkinson and, and Waller. But Hawkinson was such a huge prediction for me because I had him in my top five. I believe he was in the top five, and and he was not nowhere near anybody's top ten. Like they just dropped him. They just wrote him off. They just wrote him off. Like he disappointing year. Didn't do what we thought. He's not going to become something. So you're right that historically the tight end position has trouble translating. It's not like something where, like when someone says, how can you like Bijan so high, Smitty? What about Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Clyde had nothing to do with, has nothing to do with Bijan. It's case by case. If you're going to use some sort of 
past you know trauma of a, of a running back drafting early to make you avoid going after the Bijan route, you're crazy. But with, with tight ends, there is a reason behind it, a logical reason why tight ends don't translate is because it's hard for that position to translate at the NFL level. It's just a different game. It's not an easy transition. But what factors are present that can make outliers? And in this case, this is when I tried to describe the difference between Kincaid and Pitts. Pitts may have been a bigger talent coming out of college, higher expectations, and he delivered. I don't. I know people like to pretend Pitts didn't deliver because he did bad last year, but Kyle Pitts absolutely delivered his rookie year. He, was he delivered the, he, on yardage. He just but, didn't deliver in the touchdown. Right, but he was the best tight end in the history of fantasy football and the NFL during a rookie campaign. Number one tight end ever. Uh, that season was phenomenal. And so I don't think we can we can no longer say it's not possible. We just have to have the right amount of talent mixed with situation or the right, right amount of situation mixed with the right amount of talent. And in the case of Kincaid, I'm not trying to say that he can't be a better talent than Kyle Pitts, but if we pretend he's not, because right now he's not as he was not as big of a prospect. So the general consensus was he was very, very good, but was he Kyle Pitts good according to everybody consensus wise? No. So what's different? Is his situation more overpowering than the differential between their talent levels? I would say that the situation is astronomically different. Like overwhelmingly different. He could trip and fall into eight to ten touchdowns. I, I don't think he'd even even have to try that hard to get seven or eight touchdowns in this Buffalo system where they're in dire need of a second pass catcher because of the way Gabe Davis crapped the bed last year. And a guy I liked, you know, and I was very, very hopeful he would keep bouncing, he would bounce back, eventually he'd bounce back. He didn't. He's got so many other holes in his game. They're in they're in dire need of a of a wide receiver too. And this guy runs routes like a wide receiver, plays like a wide receiver, runs out in the slot. You've got Dalton there to block. So everyone says, what about Dalton? Dalton's a bad thing. Dalton's the best thing that could ever happen to Kincaid because now he won't be forced to be a blocking tight end. Dalton Kincaid's the blocking tight end. This guy's going to only be asked to be a slot wide receiver and play tight end like a wide receiver. He could trip and fall into uh, into that situation. Hold on one second, Stephen. I'll continue this conversation I just want to make sure I get to uh, uh, Servo's question. Um, I told him to re-ask the question. Servo, you still here? Servo says, uh, the deal, DK over Judy now, seven, pick seven, eight overall this year, both 24 first rounders for first overall this year, first overall in 2025, and Dulcich. Okay, so he wants to add DK. See, that's a big difference. It's a big difference adding DK instead of Judy. Judy, I didn't care about. DK's a, you know, despite the the threat of JSN, DK's like, that's like changing the whole trade, bro. Was this on the table? Or were you guys just kicking around loosely an idea? Because that kind of sucks that this has been changed. Like if that trade offer was out there and then now he took it down and puts this up, or if it was a general negotiation, that is a lot. So basically what he's trying to say, guys, and if you could vote in the chat for Servo. Servo, are you still here? Okay. Could you vote in the chat for him? Do you think he should take trade away DK, trade away the number seven and number eight overall picks in this 2023 rookie draft? And uh, let's see here. Seven, eight overall this year. Both 24. Okay, so he has 
224 first rounders. And I told him if it was like Marvin Harrison Jr. lock, that that would change it. But if he's not rebuttaling with anything, I'm assuming that they're not a guaranteed number one overall pick. Maybe they're not late, late, but they're maybe middle round, like projection. So 224 middle round first round picks, maybe one's higher than, than middle. The number seven and the number eight. So two 24 first rounders, a seven and an eight overall this year. For Bijan, a 25 first rounder, but now you've got to throw in DK. That's a big difference, bro. That is a big difference to just throw DK Metcalf in. Before, you were giving up a lot, but it was worth it because you were getting a 25 first rounder. You were getting Bijan. You were giving up two 24 first rounders, which I easily would take Bijan in a 25 first for two 24 firsts because you know you're getting Bijan. You know you're getting the one, whereas you don't know what you're getting in 2024. So to give seven and eight overall in the rookie draft this year was kind of worth it to get that difference. But to throw DK in, I don't know. That That's a lot to toss in. Uh, what do you think, chat? Would you rather have the, the seven, the eight, two 24 first rounders and DK or Bijan at a 25 first rounder and Dulcich? Big, big difference. Can I get a vote in the chat, please? I think Dulcich can step up this year, says Max. Pitt's usage last year was annoying, but it was hot. You can't use Pitts' usage last year. That's not something you can extrapolate or carry over. Steven says, yes. Yeah. Steven, you're saying you like which side? Uh, I would, uh, well, you're saying you're getting DK and two first-round picks for Bijan in a 2025. I think I'd probably just go ahead and stay on the DK side of it. I mean, you're going to give up Bijan. I agree. Uh, no, he two two more years. You got two more swings. You got a lot of other good young players coming out. Uh, it uh, if those hit, uh, it won't matter. Always good running backs coming out every year. Yeah, There'll not be B, not Bijan style runner next year and the year after that. Whatever. Yeah, Bijan's special, bro. Speci- don't 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 say Bijan's a dime a dozen. Bijan's special, man. Special. He's different. We don't know yet. That's conjecture. We don't know anything about I think I'd agree on the fact that I take the DK side. I think you're just giving up too much. I, hit- I, I mean, the, you, there's not Bijan's not a dime a dozen. Servo, but I still just think it's too much. Servo, he was gonna he was gonna do this without um without throwing DK in. I would just force it to, to him to do the other trade. I would I would I wouldn't I wouldn't even entertain this. If you already have, you kind of lost ground. Like to even go, let me let me think about it. Like you've already like given up the fact that you were you know like that's you got you got to be like, well, no, I'm not gonna throw throw DK in. What are you crazy? I'm just gotta throw somebody in. Like you're already getting a ton. Like, what if you get Dalton Kincaid and Charbonnet at that seven and eight pick, you know, or Quentin Johnson if you love Quentin Johnson and, and Kincaid, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But for me, I'm thinking like Charbonnet and Kincaid, or I'm thinking Zay Flowers and Kincaid, or whatever. And then you're getting DK, and then you're getting two twenty-four first rounders. Bijan at twenty-five first is is solid. I, it also depends on the build. T-Law, uh, if T-Law is there or another quarterback, another young quarterback, one of these kids this year, and DK, and then two first-rounders, I don't know, man. T-Law is not – it's a rookie It's a rookie seven and eight, Stephen. So, it's not uh, – It's uh, just a rookie draft. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, but no, I have I'm more with you, Because if Kincaid's there, like, you're just going to leave Charbonnet or Kincaid on the board. Like, there's just too much value in what he's given up. Like, I love Bichon just as much as anyone. It's just too much to give up in that trade. I guess it depends. Um, can you call in, bro? Call in real quick, if you can. Because it kind of depends on what you got. It kind of depends on what you got. Um, someone says I'm on the clock in the private draft. Right, Ron did. Ron, thank you. Let's see here. Active drafts on the clock. Bijan went number three overall. JJ Chase Bijan. I mean, I'll never get Bijan after number three overall again in my community because of the way we're touting him in here. Uh, let's see. I'll go Christian McCaffrey. There. All right. Mr. Kitty's up. Um, let's see if, uh, uh, Servo, can you call in? Is there a way you can call in? I just don't know about this, bro. I just don't know about this. This is a tough one for me. I just can't see myself throwing DK in after you have this deal almost in place. But at the same time, do I want Bijan? I absolutely do. Like, what if you don't land any of these other players? So I, I don't know that, Jake, I'm saying I'm on the side of not giving all this up for Bijan. I just, I would like to play hardball a little bit with him because he was going to do it. So I, I guess Servo. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you could restructure it, I mean, maybe if you can try and, like, finagle his way out of giving up DK or maybe retain one of his picks, then you could consider it, I think. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I bottom line is I need to know Steven's team. Stevo St- Steven. Stevo. Stevo, call in. Or Servo. Servo, call in. Let's wait for him to call in. I need I I need to know his team. I mean it matters. If he if he could afford to get rid of DK, then what's then who cares? Yeah, that's fair too. I mean, maybe it's just context, because if he can afford also to like leave Kincaid there, like say he stacked the tight end, there, like <laughs> young tight end, like he has Hawk or something, I guess you could leave Kincaid. Ron says, I'm someone now. All right, here, I think this is him. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who's this? Hey, this is a Servo. Servo! What's up, pal? Okay, so give, hey. give, give us your team real quick. I'm going to marker board this. Okay, well, I, I have a pretty big roster uh don't yeah don't give me the starters just the starters okay my starters is lamar jackson my uh my well i have one really good running back was josh jacobs and then my other ones are all you know backups really you know then uh my starting three wide receivers are judy metcalf and st brown tight end is pitt To one QB, yeah, one QB. Full dynasty, oh. you keep everybody. Yeah. I don't know the the tough part about this is I don't know if you just take DK off, and then you got Jacobs and Bijan, Bijan, Jacobs, and then you don't yeah, have we any, were, and you don't have any we twenty four. I mean, it's a, it's a we decent. We were discussing this trade, you know, through through chat. It wasn't a, a official, you know, from the website deal. So, 
he was considering my offer that first, you know, for Judy, and then he kind of backed with he wanted DK. It's not a bad so team. It's not a back, I, was, I told him I was giving, giving up too much, you know, in the trade, and he's like, well, it's probably DK or, or not a. Yeah, the problem with Pitts though, he could he can afford to leave Kincaid out there because he has. I mean, he does have Pitts, so I, I would entertain it. I think DK in here though, at least you have a team that can win. I think you take DK out, and and I like it. It's a good team. I'm not a big fan of Jacobs personally, so I feel like there there's potentially some. It's gonna be hard to I think smash with this team. With, even with Bijan, it's gonna be hard to smash with that. I love I love St. Brown. I, I do like Pitts a lot. Lamar, it's solid, but what's your depth look like? Give me like your your handful, like five five bench guys, like your five best. Five best, oh man. Uh, well, for for wide receiver, I'm kind of uh, wow. It's really when I got you know Romeo Dowds, DeAndre Carter, Rashid Shahid. You know, it's not great, but you know they're they're bi week fill ins. My, my running backs, you know, you know, Madsen, P. Ryan, Jalen Warren. Well, Madison. I heard Madison. Yeah, Madison. I mean, if if Cook gets cut or something, that could that could turn into something. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, so let's let's, for that. let's look at your team real quickly without Bijan. So without Bijan, you got DK, Judy, and let's say you end up drafting um, Kincaid, or no, let's say let's say you don't get Kincaid. Let's say you get uh, you get. Charbonnet, and then because um, you'll want a running back, you will want to stab at a running back because you don't have anybody. And let's yeah, say you ended up I have, getting, I have to get a running back. Let's say you end up getting uh, Quentin Johnston. I mean, that team doesn't look like even if you give me two 2024 first rounders, if you get Marvin Harrison Jr., then we're talking a little bit, but I'd probably do it. But bro, I would push back. I would try and keep DK. Those, those two picks next year are, are, are for the are from the the two worst teams in the league. So that's a big, that, but that's why yeah. I said it in my last text. So you think there's a shot you yeah. could have Marvin Harrison Jr. Then I don't think you can you can give up DK. Yeah, I you know what I would do is I don't even know if I could do. If you told me that they're the worst two teams in the league, those two picks. Because that was the context I had earlier that we're assuming that they're middle of the round because I didn't hear that they were top. I don't know if you replied on my text, but I said, I'm assuming based on you not telling me that they're early first round picks, that they're middle. So the fact that you, the fact that you'd be giving up two picks from the very two worst teams, that's a lot. And then throwing DK, no. If I were you, I would I would push back and say, bro, I'm giving you potentially the one and two overall in 2024. If you don't want it, I'll give it to somebody else and just tell them you're not doing DK. And then he'll probably do it. Gotcha. But but I I mean, even if he doesn't do it, bro, if you're gonna get Marvin Harrison Jr. and potentially, you know, the second or third best rookie next year, remember right now the the draft feels like it's not great because you know, other than Marvin Harrison Jr. because we don't we're not sitting there in front of it, but every year we're gonna get excited, more excited, more excited about guys, and there's there are guys coming out you're gonna like. So I don't think I just throw those two picks away. What is the guy? The, what do the two teams look like? Read read the starting lineups for both the two teams that you have the first round picks for. Just 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 the lineups. Don't read the whole team. 
the quarterback, this is one of the teams. Uh, the quarterback is Kyler Murray. Uh, running back. Let's see, what's his top running back? Uh, he has Dalvin Cook. Uh, that's and Zeke Elliott. That's about it, really. Not much of running back. Wide receivers, he has Drake London, uh, McLaurin, and uh, and Dillon. His, his tight end is Schultz. So it's, it's not a great team. It's also not the worst team I've ever heard, though. Like L- London, like yeah, D- Dalvin Cook could have another year. Left. I mean, it could. I'm just saying that could score enough to knock it number one, number one overall. Who's the other team? Name that name that team off. I like London, by the way. I'd try and go get London. Yeah, I've been trying to do that. The guy doesn't respond to my offers. Oh, I, I hate I hate those. <laughs> okay, the other one has uh, Derek Carr as the quarterback, his uh, running back, Pacheco, and Swift. And wide receivers. What's it? I guess Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Beckham. And tight end is uh, Fryermuth. Yeah, that team could get that team could get last. Um, yeah. I don't know, bro. I'm not sure. I, well, I, just for context, uh, uh, DK Metcalf last year in the regular season, 90 receptions for 1,048 yards and six touchdowns. Now, thanks, with Steve. the addition of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Is that going to free him up to be able to do a little bit more, or is it going to cost him a little bit? I think that's kind of the main question. Do you think I he's think going to regress? I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I I think he plays about the same because that last year was a disappointing year. So if he repeats last year, that makes sense to me. But yeah, and, and uh, the team that the team that you're trading. The team that has the team that's getting rid of Bijan and getting all this is this one of those? Is that one of these teams? No. Okay. But he, the, but he owns the pick of of the the first team I wrote. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, told you. I I would do and it without I would do it without DK. I would do it without DK. I think you throw DK in and you might be giving up the number one overall pick, another twenty twenty four first rounder. Um, the seven and eight this year, that's a whole lot of talent. And to be honest with you, even if we put, even if we put, uh, you know, those players on the team, I don't know. I don't know. You know, even if we, if we took DK off and we put Bijan on here, I, I just don't know if this, this team's good. It's good. It's not, it's not bad at all. It's just, I don't know if it's going to be close to being the top team, but you can still build. But the problem is you won't have 2024 first rounders. Um, I definitely look to yeah. shop Jacobs on the high. I would I would definitely try and move him if you can. I don't know I don't know that he's gonna have a lot of long term value. But I like St. Brown, I like Pitts, I like I would love Bijan. Go do it without DK, bro. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. All right, appreciate you, man. I'll, I'll I'll get with you on text too if you need if you need more a little bit more follow up on that. All right, cool. All right, later, pal. Later. All right, uh let's uh I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap things up, guys. Appreciate everybody. Um, Steven, final thoughts. I don't really have too much to say, Miss Manny. I'll get a hold of you next time. All right. Appreciate you, Steven. Later. Scuba Steve, final thoughts. 
Hey man, uh, uh, just about uh, about like uh, Miami uh, tight end room. Uh, it seems like they're stacked at every position. I mean, I don't really know that much about who they have at tight end because I know they lost Kaseki. Um, do you think that they're gonna like bring anybody in? Is there anybody? Is there anybody that uh, that you think that could be on the move that could go there or anything that could have like some type of like fantasy value or anything? Uh, I guess I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I know that you're covering uh, tight end before, so I figured I'd bring that up. Yeah. Um... I don't know that there's anybody going to be moved. You know, that's that's a little rare rare to imagine. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that tight end room at all. Um, Smythe, little, little Smister. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to how they're going to fare. They don't really throw. I don't think they need a tight end. <laughs> they just need blocking tight ends. I don't know. They got a track and field team. Maybe, yeah, maybe they bring in somebody that, I don't know. I, I just don't think what, what was what was uh, Gasicki? How was he even used last year? Let me look that up. I mean, he wasn't just, really used that. Yeah, that they don't. They really just wasn't used that well. You know, like, I don't think it's going to be. A, he was. Yeah, three sixty-two. Yeah. Well, he had five touchdowns. Believe it or not, that's actually shocking. I don't know. Smythe is probably. Cause, I mean, the only reason why I was asking is because I I know if they're stacked at like every position and 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 I know that and, and uh. I feel like the coach there, he wants to always like try to add up both, yeah. like, different like different pieces, and I feel like that's like the one position that they get, that like they lost Kaseki, and like I don't even think that they they even drafted like a tight end. Or yeah, they gave Smythe a sure. they gave Smythe a two year contract yeah. extension, so he's going to be the guy. And he had a touchdown last year. They gave him a nice extension, so Smythe will he'll be the guy. Durham, oh, Durham right. Smythe, yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> They're not. They're not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna go after anybody. All right. All right. Sco- Scoop of Steve. See you later, pal. See you later, man. Hey, Smitty, are you gonna be live uh, tonight? Uh, I don't. I mean, not not planning on it. My schedule's right here. Never never really changes unless news breaks. But that's the part where I could be live at any moment. This part right here. But here All here right. here's the schedule right here. Tuesday night panic chamber at midnight Eastern. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturdays are draft nights, marathons every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three three day extravaganzas every single weekend, and live whenever news breaks. All right, appreciate you, pal. See you later, man. Ethan, final final words. I think with uh, Gabe Davis this year, uh, if he's healthy, treat him like a Tyler Lockett, wide receiver three. Set it and forget it. You're going to have six point, eight point weeks, but then the thirty five point weeks, it's for sure win. So I, I, I feel kind of good with him with Kincaid, and I, I think it's, I think it'll be better. It'll be closer to a Tyler Lockett year. Yeah. All right, bro. Appreciate you, Jake the Snake. Yeah, last thing I want to talk on, or so I've been, I don't know why I just can't pull the trigger on Hyatt, but I've been finding myself grabbing Josh Downs and, and Tank Dell a lot and, uh, and later in the draft. I mean, all these rooms suck, but uh, I don't know. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. Like, do you not like Hyatt as much as them either, or do you like Hyatt just the same? I like Hyatt. What are your thoughts on those three? I like Hyatt a lot, man. I think his landing spot's really good. Dable's an amazing 
coach and the the passing attack's going to evolve, and he, he has a shot at being the number one wide receiver there. So there's a pathway for him that that some of these other bigger name wide receivers don't have. Like Hyatt's got a better situation than most all the rookie wide receivers. Josh Downs is a better situation than most all the rookie wide receivers. Mingo's got a better situation. These are the guys that I feel like, like honestly, you could give me Downs, Hyatt, and Mingo over any one individual wide receiver. Like if you could say, hey, Dynasty League, Smitty, I'll give you Mingo, Downs, and Hyatt, and Tank Dell. Here's all four of them for any one of the top rookie wide receivers. I'd take it. I'd take all four of them because one of them is going to hit. One of them is going to hit taco time. I'm going to get tacos now. Thanks a lot, Nick. Nick, man, Nick just made me want tacos. I'm getting tacos. I'm going to get tacos. I'll probably go get Torchy tacos tonight. Torchy tacos it is. There Thank you. Go. All right, Jake. Sounds pre- good. Call later. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm loading up. I'm loading up late on those rookie wide receivers. Downs is All right, have a nice night, Cindy. Yeah, Downs is good. I, I like Downs a lot. Downs, Tank Dell. Um, but Hyatt's definitely in there, bro, for sure. Right there. Tw- like, this is like okay. the 11, yeah. 12, 11, 12, him, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I'm taking all those guys right there. If I had, if I had like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 overall, it'd be like Downs, Hyatt, Chase Brown, uh, uh, Ming, you know, obviously Mingo first, probably Mingo, uh, Tank Dell. Like I, I love that string of rookies. I really do. The 2.1 is kind of a cool pick right now. I'm really enjoying trading for the 2.1 using, you know, two for two second rounders next year. Like if I if I if I had two second rounders next year, I'll give two of them for the 2.1 easy. All right, later, pal. Um, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all. Thank you, uh, Young, for dropping a super chat. Thank you, Mystic, for dropping a super chat. Thank you, uh, Servo, for dropping a super chat. Thank you, Ron Navy, for letting me know I was on the clock and for dropping a super chat. Uh, Mr. Someone, some guy out there told me I was on the clock. Thank you, Ron Navy. Appreciate you. I'll see you all later. Taco Tuesday is today. And, uh, what else did I have? What else did I have? Oh, I'm going to stand up. Ron Navy. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Goodbye. That's it? That's it? That's it? That's all you got? Hello? Hello? Ron Navy just hangs up. They call him Hang Up Ron. All right, one more phone call. One more phone call. I think I'm going to answer phone calls in this setting moving forward. Just stand up, get my fireplace on, get a pump in, get a pump in. Got my cane, my, my cane handy. I cleaned up the studio because I had, I had money all over the place. I had stuff all over the place. Now it's all clean. Um, one more phone call. Dial in. Who's going to be the final caller of the day? And we're also going to have something new here. Where anybody that drops a big hauler. I, I, I don't know exactly what, uh, what the amount's going to be. We get a lot of 20, so it probably won't be a $20 haul. Probably like a 40. Oh, God. Probably be like a $49 hauler or above. And I'll write your prediction on the board here for the season. Put your name. This is mine right here. This is mine. Does anybody want to try it out? $49 hauler and above. 
This is your boy Smitty's. I'm not touching this. This has been on here. That's been up there. That's not being touched. Those are the bull predictions we've been throwing down. I think these were in January and February. In January and February, Garrett Wilson, Bijan, Brees Hall, Alave. Uh, I'm not touching those. 2022, Burrow, Chase, St. Brown. That was 2022. This is kind of like just the, the fun little stick it up here and let it sit there all off-season board. So anybody that drops a $49 hauler, I, I mean, I, I might even have to up that later because I have a feeling this will fill up quick. But I will put your prediction on here with your name. Player, and it's got to be small. It can't be like a long prediction. It can be like top five, wide receiver, Alave, love John. So $49 haulers get on the board. Smitty, you're on the clock again. I am again in the draft. Let's see here. My team so far, Christian McCaffrey. I'm on the clock at the number 2.8. 2.8. On the clock available for me. Tony Pollard, let's go running back, or let's look at running backs. Nick Chubb, Pollard, Henry, Jacobs, Ramondre, Etienne, Najee, okay. Wide receiver, Devontae Adams, Lamb, Waddle. God, I feel like when we when I draft with you guys, there's just no, there's nobody left. There's nobody left. I can't draft any of the guys I like. You guys snipe the heck out of me. Tony Pollard in the second round. I need a wide receiver. Let's go Lamb. Lamb Chops. Lamb Chops and McCaffrey. Those are my first two picks. No takers. No takers. Prediction number one. No takers. You want on the board? You know what to do. All right. One final call and then we're done. One final call, and then we're done. Your boy's out of here. Got my Joe Burrow jersey over here. Get burrowed. Get burrowed. We got the Garrett Wilson jersey over here that we're giving away to the winner, the person that scores the most amount of points. Oscar, you're live. Hey, what up, Manny? What's up? Hey, I have a quick question for you. Um, so, I am currently drafting in a startup uh, draft here, and I was wondering if you would trade the two two point four and a twenty twenty four first to get up to the one twelve. Two point trade the two point four and a twenty and a twenty twenty first or twenty twenty four first. Is that what you said? Right, and this is in a super flex to move what. To move up to the 112. From the what pick? 2.4. Okay, so move from the 2.4 to the the 112. Give up the 2024 first. Okay, so this is the typical, I'm going to sacrifice my future because I am I think I'm going to draft so amazingly in this draft. The problem is that's, that's probably not a quarterback. 
You know what I mean? Right. I, I mean, who, who, uh, who are you gonna who are you gonna take? Who are you planning on taking there? Because that's like Jamar Chase, Bijan. Like if you're not going quarterback, or that's Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, which is good. That's a good move. Twenty twenty four first rounder. You got to have a good team, or you're giving up something. So let's let's assume you have like the fifth pick, the fifth pick. Let's say you're giving up a JSN. You're essentially giving up a JSN to move from two point four, which two point four could be. I mean that could be that could be CD CD Lamb that could be definitely be you know a player like that um, could be a Brees Hall so is it is it worth giving up a JSN to move Brees Hall or Lamb up to Jamar Chase or JJ if you're getting quarterback if Trevor Lawrence is going to be there or Lamar and that's your guy and you just need to have him. I mean, you are upgrading your quarterback. You just want to make sure you do something that you can't, like, look back and say, was it that big of a difference? No. You know, like, if you take if you take a, a Tyreek Hill or something when you could just get Lamb, then it's not a, it's not a good move. But who, who are you targeting? What's What do you got your sights set on? So, so um, definitely looking to get a quarterback. Um, it's actually with a draft going on right now, so... Uh, Lamar Jackson's out. Trevor Lawrence is out. Um, next up on here would, from the ADP standpoint, would be Watson, which is not someone I'm kind of looking. To yeah, I just don't know but, if that's. Uh, I don't know if that's worth giving up your 2024 first rounder to go get Watson to go get a quarterback that's not Fields or Burrow. You know, like what I like if you told me I'm moving from that pick to get Joe Burrow on the clock or I'm moving I'm moving my 24 first rounder to get Fields maybe Trevor Lawrence but Trevor Lawrence could be gone by 12 let's be honest I don't think Trevor Lawrence is there at 12 so you're getting Watson like am I giving up a 24 first rounder for Watson no I'd much rather you know grab a and, and you said you're moving from 2.4 right yeah, that's not worth it, bro. It's not the 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 two the two the one point one two. You don't even know what you're getting quarterback wise. You literally could get the same quarterback. Like, what if Watson falls there? And if he doesn't, I'm taking I'm taking Jefferson or Chase if for whatever reason they're still there. I'm taking Bijan without much of a not batting an eye. Uh, so it, I actually already uh, got Bijan. Uh, oh, in round one. Yeah. Uh, so what pick were you at? Uh, the ninth. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. So you're the ninth pick. You took Bijan, and then now you're. Lo- Do you think Jamar Chase, or- Jamar Chase, and JJ going to be gone by your two point four? Probably. They're already gone. They're already gone. I don't know, bro. I can't. That's not a big enough move. No, I'm not giving up my first rounder. There's too many good players you can get. You could definitely go later quarterback. You could go Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young or something like that, or take old dogs like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love as your two quarterbacks, and you say, "I'll build, I'll build, I'll figure it out." What if you get the number one overall pick, number two overall pick? You get Caleb. Like you, you can figure this out. You don't have to decide everything right now. You don't have to make all your decisions based off off of the quarterback position. And I think giving up your twenty twenty four first rounder, you'll regret. Because it's not like you're getting something substantially obvious. You're getting something that could be better. You don't even know if it'll be better. It could be better. Right. 
uh, who, who, and so this picks on the clock right now. Yeah. And yeah. and Lamar's the there. At the 12, so. Okay, I'm sorry, Lamar. Oh, no, no, he's already gone. Okay, yeah, so who's Lamar there? Who who's available at this pick right here? Who's who's on the clock? So in terms of quarterback, uh, just read it down: Watson, Richardson, Murray, uh, Young, Prescott, Stroud. I don't even I don't even love those picks, bro. I like Richardson and Bryce yeah. Young, but I, I don't like them here. No, I'm not doing that. Not unless you told me, hey, JJ's here. Hey, Chase is here. Um, yeah, not into it, bro. If the chat disagrees, let me know. All right, perfect. All right, Thank you, Smitty. Appreciate you, Oscar. Call in anytime. Appreciate uh, you as well. One more caller. Go. One more caller. We'll take one more caller. How to get the stickers some how do I get the stickers someone help? What stickers, bro? I got stickers you can get at uh thefantasyfootballshow.com. Click on merch in the very, very top heading. There's a little merch link if you want some stickers. Uh dialin! Dialin! I don't know if I broke this over here. When my cane fell. This is a very heavy cane. If anybody tried to to break in the Casa de Smitty, I grab this thing because this thing is just a this thing is a monster. It's like a Thor hammer. This, this cane, this is like a Thor hammer. It's heavy. It's uh, it's quite amazing to be honest with you. Quite amazing, quite amazing. Love this cane. We've got a fifty dollar hauler from Matt. Matt. Yeah. Mashed potatoes, Maddie. Mashed potatoes, Maddie. First $50 hauler since we implemented said board. And he says, Irv Smith, top seven tight end. Wow. Since he's Super Bowl champs, I'm liking it. Okay, so this is Maddie. Maddie, I'm going to start in the corner here. Any, any uh, $50 haulers get on this board? Matt says... And your prediction gets noted in front of the whole world. You're, this is like your receipt. This is your receipt of all receipts. Irv Smith top seven. Irv. And you're not going to be able to read it from here, but I will bring the camera over at the end of the season and we're going to go over the whole board. Irv Smith top seven. Irv Smith top seven since he's Super Bowl. Cincy Super Bowl Matt O and the date today is uh, May 5th so we're going to do 5-5 Matt O congratulations Matt O the first $50 prediction hauler Dropper. Appreciate you, Matty boy. Where's my where's my mashed potato? Matto in the building. Matto, right here. Yeah, you can't read it, but it's there, and we will reflect upon it. And I'll put it right here. I'll do a little screenshot. Here we go. This is what we'll do at the end of the year, too. 
Matt O, Irv, top seven, Cincy, Super Bowl, 5-5. Five, five. Matt O on the board and will remain on the board all season long. His receipt has been printed in marvelous marker on the board behind me every single day that I walk out of my studio. I'm going to go like this. Thank you, thank you for showing up. I'm out of here. Matt O, Irv Smith, top five, seven wide receiver, Super Bowl champs, 5-5. Five, five. Every single day. Every single day of the entire season, Matt O is in my face right here. Right here, I'm staring at Matt O, who says Irv Smith is a top seven tight end, who says Super Bowl champ Cincinnati. He said it on May 5th, May 5th, before all you Super Bowl uh, uh, chasers come in here and start saying, yeah, the Bengals, the Bengals. Matt said it on May 5th. The quicker you get your prediction in, the the first time, the, the first person that gets their prediction on the board is going to have a whole lot more weight to throw around when they say, yeah, hey, I was on there five five. 5 um, Phone lines are open for one more caller if anybody would like to dial in. And, of course, if anybody would like to jump on the board, that is available to be had. Okay, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all. Nice, Max, but Steelers to the Super Bowl, not Cincy, says Ron Navy. Ron Navy's got his on the board. I'm going to put Ron Navy's on the board. Ron Navy is that the Steelers win the division... Ron Navy, Pittsburgh, division win. And Ron, when, when was that? We'll call that March. We'll call it March. Ron Navy, his super chat. Has just been delivered. Alright guys, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all. I'll see you all later. I don't know if I'll be live tonight. I may or may not be live tonight. Definitely not scheduled to be live tonight. But you know how breaking news is. Breaking news is intrusive. Breaking news does not care what time of day it is. Breaking news is breaking news. Uh, thank you, Matto. Matto, the first. Uh, aside from Ron Navy's big super chat that he's had, you know, or, uh, the, the, or the challenge, the $766 challenge for Ron Navy. Matt is the first super chatter on the board officially, um, which is right up here. And Matty Boy is in the corner. Maddie boys in the corner. Appreciate you, Maddie. I will see you all potentially tonight, but definitely tomorrow. Later. Also, real quickly, there's a really strong chance, really strong chance I'll be in Vegas in July. So we've been talking about making some sort of like, you know, group trip, all, all hang out mid-July, right smack in the middle of July. I'll probably be in Vegas 
for an event, a fantasy football situation. So hang tight for more details as that gets finalized. And your boy Smitty will be there in Vegas um, in mid-July. So we might have to make that a, a a meet up, a meet and greet. Let's go. Any reward for the correct prediction? Uh, that's a good question. That's fire. Maybe the 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 person that has by fan voting the best landed prediction from the board will make a big show out of it. I'll go. I'll, I'll we'll go around and look at every single prediction, and then we'll have a vote, a massive vote. And whoever thinks uh, the whoever makes the best prediction will win a lifetime membership to the fantasyfootballshow.com, among maybe some other stuff. So that's a that's a good one. We'll add that to the arsenal. Oh, I'm sorry. Ron's right. I thought today was, I don't know why I thought today wasn't Friday. I am here tonight. I am here tonight. I'll see you all tonight for drafting. I don't know what I'm thinking. I I don't know what time of day it is half the time. I don't know what time of day it is. I don't know what day it is. We're drafting tonight. I'll be here tonight. We draft Monday through Friday. Or (laughs) Sound like Biden. We draft Thursday through Saturday. I'm live Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. We draft Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm Tuesday, Graveyard Panic Chamber. But we will be drafting tonight because tonight is Friday. So I'll see you all tonight at midnight Eastern. My bad. My bad. Thank you, Ron. Leave it to Ron to super chat to correct me. Lucas says... I'll donate 500 if you say Jimmy G is a top five QB in the league, and you have to mean it. I'll tell you what, Lucas, you 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 donate 500 right now. I will fix a graphic up and do a breaking news post right now that Jimmy G is a top five quarterback walk. You can clip it, you use it however you want, out of context. I really don't care. I will do this whole thing that I did earlier and and put Jimmy G's face here, put Jimmy G right here. Put a title right here, Jimmy G top five bound. I'll wait here for two. I'll wait here for a couple minutes here and see if you drop your super chat. So if you do, I will come back and I will do a breaking news bit that you can cut up and use to your heart's content. Send it to Grandma. Send it to Papa. Send it to whoever you want. Um, uh, on the way out, I'll look for it. Yeah, Scuba Steve asked if we're drafting tonight. I think I said no too. I forgot it was Friday. You know why? Because some of you were saying Taco Tuesday. I blame you guys. I blame you guys. You know I don't know what day it is. And you come in and talk about Taco Tuesday. I think I thought it was like... I'm live on Tuesdays at midnight. That's no excuse. I'm live on Tuesdays anyway. Never mind. I don't see this $500 super chat. Where's the super chat, bro? No $500 holler. Look at this. 
Lucas will be forever to the moon, but I don't think Lucas meant it. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. It is Cinco de Mayo. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I don't know what any, I don't know what's going. I have no. I have no idea what's going on outside of my world. I really don't. I go and pick up the kids once in a while. Um, I, you know, I, uh, I, I do some things out and about, but uh, I, I really don't. I really don't know what's going on out in the world. I, I don't really, I don't really like to get out too much. I'm definitely a hermit. I'm definitely a, a people person, but like a virtual people person. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Cinco de Mayo, uh, congrats to all of you that are going to go out and party tonight. I'm going to be in here cranking out uh, content. Lucas says this is 500 yen. Yeah, that's not going to work, Lucas, but I do appreciate you. I'll send you to the moon. To the moon. But you're not getting the Jimmy G thing out of that. But appreciate you. Send you to the moon. You are the man. Uh, appreciate you. Lucas to the moon. A moon man. New solar systems in 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 moon men coming soon. Ron Navy says boo Lucas. See you all later tonight. Thank you Ron for reminding me what day of the week it was. It is Taco Friday. Hi. My name is B. John Robinson. I like long walks on the beach. And, well, I also like scoring touchdowns. M-I-N-G-O and Mingo was his name all.